0: One, two, three, four. See what happens, Larry.
1: Hey, everybody! Welcome to episode three of *Strangers in the Alps*. Hey. Uh I like that. We have to keep that every episode. I've been making sure it's, <laughs> it's in there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, uh, here we are again. Uh, we've made it this far. Let's keep going, right? Absolutely. Uh, Gabe here. Henry's over there. I'm here, man. And uh, you got your coffee?
0: I, dude, I have, I have my
1: coffee, yeah. Listen,
0: and I drink out of this mug that my mother-in-law got me. Um, it's like handmade, dude. It looks like handmade pottery. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it's, it's awesome. I drink out of it every day. It makes me feel manly.
1: So did your mother-in-law hand make it for you or did she, did she buy something that looked handmade? She's trying to pass <laughs> it off.
0: <laughs> she, she bought it for sure.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, at least, at least, at least she likes it. She got you a present. That's cool, man. That's true. Well, uh, well, welcome everyone. Uh, let's see at the end of the last episode. Uh, well, first, I hope you guys all enjoyed last episode. It was a little little spooky, yeah. and I'm just it was, and uh, just 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 to say, throw it out there. I know we're gonna go in a different direction with this podcast, but um, episode two was the paranormal. Then we had a little short little bonus pod, um, yeah. where we actually heard the EVP that you recorded. So if uh, if you listeners, if you were interested in episode two and you didn't know that we released a bonus pod. I advise you to go check that out. It's only about 10 minutes long. It's just a little extra nugget we threw out there for you guys. Um, and for me, cause I hadn't heard that. That's the first time that I had heard it. So it's crazy, I it. man. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's interesting. Um, and I just want to say, if any of you guys have anything to say about that, any speculations as to what it is, or, you know, if, if you want to, you know, just engage with us in any, any way you can, uh, look us up on, uh, Twitter. Um, all the links are on our website. Um, strangersinthealps.podbean.com uh, but you can go to our website listen to our podcasts, you can engage with us yep. on Twitter, Facebook um, and uh, we do have an Instagram but <laughs> we don't have any photos on it yet we're going to get there um, we just, uh, we, we've just we been working overtime getting this stuff out for you guys we want to make sure that we, we get get you guys uh, you know, the guys who like us like our show and stuff, we want get, to get your content out yeah. there but we're going to start engaging with you guys on that
0: yeah, and listen, total transparency, guys. Neither Gabe or I are have ever been big social media guys, so a lot of this is new to us. Um, but we're but we're looking forward to engaging with y'all on every platform that we can. So,
1: yeah, and you know, we we love any guys that listen to the show. And like I said, if if you have any the comments, any feedback, you know. <laughs> if you want to add to any stories, if you've got your own stories, whether yeah. it's paranormal stuff or just crazy stuff that you want to share, please feel free. And, um, our, our Twitter handle is in Alps podcast. And, uh, if you want to do like a hashtag in Alps podcast, and if you have any weird photos or anything you want to throw up by all means, go for it. please. Um, yeah, it'd be cool if there's like any, especially relating to episode two, which was the paranormal episode. If there's anything that has to do with, the. Uh, ghost photos or any type of stuff like that that'd be that'd be cool i love to to that stuff and seeing it
0: that'd be really fun and and listen i tell you what man i don't know why and i don't know if you've been getting the messages but since we've launched um so many people have been throwing out that we need we need to do a flat earth episode (laughs)
1: <laughs> a flat earth episode really? I,
0: I have, yeah dude i have no idea why but we'll we'll have to put together a flat earth episode man um <laughs> all right
1: well, and, and that's
0: that's another thing you know if you guys want to throw out there on on social media if if you guys have a topic that you want us to talk about throw it throw it out there man we'll, we'll be happy to to look at it and explore it for sure
1: yeah uh whether it's something that you know we buy into or not, I mean, we want to discuss everything. So absolutely, uh, yeah. So don't 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 be hesitant to throw out any topics that you like or or anything that you want to hear us discuss or just hear our take on. Um, I'm flat Earth though, that, that surprises me why that would be so hot. I don't I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you're getting a lot of that. Yeah,
0: listen. I, I mean, I think at least six people have uh, have hit me up and said that we should do a, a flat Earth. All episode right. and uh, listen i i don't know why man people want to know if the earth is flat <laughs> bud i don't
1: know well who else to come to than strangers of the alps right <laughs> <laughs> i mean hey why the hell not
0: why not um why not but yeah. let me tell you something man yeah i am sore
1: okay I'm talking too much or what?
0: I <laughs> got him. <Okay>. Um, <laughs> no, man, we let you, man. Like I said in episode one, the family got back into this jujitsu thing and oh. I've been getting my ass kicked. And tonight was no exception. So oh, before,
1: before we jump into that, let me just say uh, the, the topic, because I kind of went off the rails here a little bit. We were going to talk about uh, childhood movies and and yes. that, that really impacted us and, you know, that stuck with us throughout our adulthood. So we'll have a little nostalgia coming your way, but I want to hear what you have to say about this first, because we did, like, almost a whole episode, episode one, you know, well, I'd say half the episode, maybe. Yeah, it was about was, half. was dedicated to, like, martial arts and, you know, coming yep. from us, you know, big experts in that, right? <laughs>
0: Super. Listen, I have let myself go. And I feel it every time I am on the mat. So, yeah. I, uh, I got to get myself back in shape, bud.
1: Well, I'm a, I'm a few years older than you. got a couple of years on you. And uh, I can tell you, I started feeling that way. And, not I mean, I'm not an old man. I don't feel like I'm an old man or anything. But <laughs> I, I definitely, uh, you know, growing up, you always heard, like, once you're in your 30s or mid-30s, you know, you start feeling all these changes and... I can tell you, like, I always thought it was a bunch of bullshit, but I do notice the changes, and I go out and I try to play basketball or, or whatever, and, and I feel it, and I know i got to throttle it back a little bit. I can't go as, as, as full speed as I used to with everything.
0: I'm going to be honest and tell you that I don't buy it. I think I've just gotten fat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know what? I think I think there's truth to both of those things. I think we have to be aware <laughs> of the limitations of our bodies, you know what I mean, as as we age. Everybody has limitations. I don't care how young, how old, how fit you are. Yeah, you yeah, face.
0: absolutely.
1: Absolutely. But when you are fat on top of that, <laughs> that just that just compounds it. You know, and uh it, it does limit you a little bit on that. And uh maybe if you push through, maybe, you know. Start, you know, this is good, great for you. You know, lose some weights, so get active, yeah. things like that, and maybe you'll start feeling better. But man, pushing through that because I'm a little overweight myself. You know, I'm no shame in it, but it just uh, it, it it it's tough to push through sometimes. You hit that wall, but uh, I do have moments though because I've been you know playing basketball and stuff a lot lately, getting back into, into some of the athletic stuff, just you know for health reasons and things like that. Uh, once you hit a few weeks in, man, like it it gets easier you'll you'll feel the difference you know yeah. you won't be as winded you won't be as stiff you'll be a little more limber start feeling those things because i definitely have yeah. so just hang in there
0: yeah for sure man i i will like for, i will for sure but man Whew.
1: yeah so I, what type of drills and stuff are you guys doing or i mean are you just kind of is it like basic form work or, or what
0: yeah you know i mean it's like you said it's it's basically just drilling some pretty uh fundamental techniques, um, you know, getting into getting into some submissions, but really working on body work and positioning and, and things like that. And it and it's good, man, but um like I said, it's mostly for me it's just rough because I'm 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 so out of shape.
1: Yeah, well uh, don't worry about it, man. Happens to happens to us all. So
0: it's it's good. But let's talk yeah. about movies, dude. That we're here yeah. to talk about movies.
1: All right. Well, uh, yeah, sp- particularly, I think, uh, maybe starting out with some uh, this good, fun, old fashioned nostalgia from from the 80s. Back when, you know, movies had a, a bit of movie magic to them, not so reliant on special effects and all that type of stuff, you know, like we are today. Yeah. Um, why don't you take the lead on this, man? Uh, do you have anything you want to throw out there that that just has stuck with you and really shaped your childhood and maybe like kind of shaped maybe some of your views or who you are today? Um,
0: you know, really and truly, man, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to start off with, with, uh, kind of a trilogy here. All right. Um, Indiana Jones, man. Oh, um, hell yeah. Indiana Jones was so big for me and, you know, only, you know, guys like you who are really close to me know, I, my college path was archaeology and anthropology because I, I didn't give up on being indiana jones until uh until like my
1: sophomore year of college you know what i mean well i didn't know you gave up man that that breaks my heart now <laughs> <laughs> so you so uh indiana jones why'd you why, why'd why you give up on it
0: um giving up is not that that's kind of a, a bad way to say it the truth is um I, I really just kind of realized that uh, archaeology is not what Indiana Jones showed us that it was for the most part. And, um, you know, man, I I got a family and I, I spent plenty of time away from them uh, with with prior work. And, and so I realized that if I was going to be successful as an archaeologist, if there's such a thing, you know, um, it was going to require a lot of time away from the family. And so I shifted my focus into something I love just as much. It's not like I've given up and crushed all my childhood dreams, but, um, my wife will tell you, it's still my thing. When I, um, when I graduate with my PhD, I am going to buy the Indiana Jones hat from the company that made it for, uh, Harrison Ford um, in the movie, not like, not like a, a like a Warner Brothers prop hat, like the real deal. Like they're expensive too, man.
1: Like not not the one that Harrison Ford wore on his head, not a prop hat, but no, no, the actual no. from the factory that made that one. You're saying yes, the, the yeah. actual product itself. All yes. Right. Well, what are you looking at? How much? How much does that cost?
0: Um, you know, off the top of my head, I I kind of forget to be honest. I can. I can look it up real quick.
1: Yeah, sure. Why not? Because um, you know, I, I was thinking if we if we had a, a, a price, you know, <laughs> just throw up a GoFundMe. They do that for everything now. I mean, I oh no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I <laughs> no, really no, no. don't do that. I think it's ridiculous. Um, uh, maybe that's a bad show because I know there's some people in that are really in need that do GoFundMe's. And but yeah, there's there's for frivolous things like that. There's no way that I expect somebody else to buy it for you. No, Plus, no, if no. you buy it, you earn it, man. I mean, that—that's right. That's, that's kind of your rite of passage, you know. I guess in a way, and, and that it, symbolic when, when, as a kid.
0: Yeah, and when I say they're expensive, man, um, we're we're really talking about you know three hundred bucks. So it's not like oh yeah. it, it's not like I'm taking another mortgage out on my house, you know. But yeah, all right. So yeah, Indiana Jones, man. That's I'm starting off with that, and I'm passing the ball to you now. What do you got?
1: Well, I, I kinda wanna just sit on Indiana Jones a little bit because Let's I'm curious it. because uh because you got three movies there. And three of them. I, I think well I guess I, I didn't mean to say three, but I guess in reality <laughs> the crystal skull doesn't count. You know, I don't know. What do you think?
0: Well here's the thing. Without um and man, we could spend an entire episode talking about what we didn't like about crystal skull and also things that we did like about it but the reason that i started off and i and i purposely said trilogy is i was an adult by the time crystal skull came out man you know what i mean i I saw i saw it in the theater the day that it you know released and everything but um but it didn't it didn't have the effect on me that the original movies did
1: oh yeah I, i feel the same way and they're coming out with another one. I think it's about a year or two away. Um I think it's just to start production on it next year. So I, I heard something about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, I would say out of the original 3, I as a kid, I loved all 3, but <laughs> I particularly loved Temple of Doom. And that's one of the ones that's very divisive among fans. And I was just I wanted to 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 talk about Indiana Jones for a little bit just kind of see like what your thoughts are on that since you're A big fan. Do you fall into the loving Temple of Doom? Or are you one of the fans that just can't stand it because the tone and the feel is a little different?
0: No, I like Temple of Doom. Um, I liked it it, because for me, and I think it's part of the issue, and again, without going too much on the Crystal Skull, I think it was kind of an issue that some fans had with the Crystal Skull. Um, The two... I think more iconic films from Indiana Jones are Raiders of the Lost Ark and uh, The Last Crusade. And in both of these cases, you're dealing with um, with very classic uh, Christian iconography and things. And um, Temple of Doom and later on Crystal Skull really shook that up. And I'm totally okay with that. I lo- now, don't get me wrong – I love, love, love um the idea of the Last Crusade and and going after the the Holy Grail. And oh, man, I just I love that kind of archetypal story, right? Um and and I and I liked uh Raiders of the Lost Ark too, and and I like kind of doing the whole Christian history thing with the archaeology there, but Um, but no, I'm with you, honestly, man. I really, I really enjoy Temple of Doom. It was, it was a little more spooky feeling, a little more scary feeling. And and like we talked about a a little bit, uh, before, um, in, in episode two, I think is we both kind of have an affinity for that sort of thing. So.
1: Yeah. I was just going to say, like, uh, I think knowing our childhoods and, you know, how we grew up and stuff like that and, and, and who we are as people today, like I could see where you would find, uh uh just uh what what he could identify kind of with the christian some uh symbolism and stuff with, with yeah the, you know because you grew up in a religious household things like that from what i understand yeah yeah, yeah absolutely so, uh and i mean i had my you know uh teachings and stuff but I, I never really identified a lot uh sure in that and with that i mean um but uh as far as like the spooky stuff, like like I had mentioned before, I always loved that. I loved the outlayers, loved the all that type of stuff, uh, paranormal, um, all that type of stuff. So to, to have something that was a little spookier, a little darker tone, um, and the whole like dungeon like feel of uh, of the Temple of Doom, you know, where they're underground in these caves, and, yeah, you know, and I mean there was a religious aspect to that. I mean it just wasn't uh Christianity. That right. wasn't the religion that was in that one. So I thought it was really neat to, you know, explore that a little bit and, yeah. and and just have fun. You know. Now as an adult, I do look back at Temple of Doom and see, you know, the bit of corniness and stuff that was in there where Raiders of the Lost Dark and uh, the Last Crusade uh do kind of have more of an adult tone to them not mm-hmm. not as i mean they were all kind of based on like old serial adventures and and things like that i mean
0: right
1: but uh but they do have more of a maturity about them than the than, sure. than the middle one, and that could be another reason why I liked that one more as a kid too, you know because maybe it was more on my level, you know yeah yeah, but uh I do find the character. Of Indiana Jones interesting especially as an adult and reading like George Lucas scripts and Steven Spielberg's conversations with George Lucas about you know crafting this character and stuff and I think I shared this with you a while back but um <clears throat> I don't I don't know how many people in the audience might be aware of this but there was a, a conversation um well let, let me preface it by stating kind of what was happening in the movie uh in Raiders of the Lost Ark they had Indiana Jones have a love interest uh, Marianne um I can't remember the actress's name who played her, but mm-hmm. anybody who's familiar with the movie that I'm talking about. Um, and she she has the line in there about um, when they're arguing, when they meet after a while, after not seeing each other for a while, something about uh, uh, what you did to me, you know I was a kid.
0: I was a kid, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, and particular to, uh, uh, well, what was going on in that scenario was that he was a professor, she was a kid, and like they had some type of love affair or something going on and then i think he up and left her and uh and you can actually go back it's documented in in uh i I guess what could be the equivalent of of liner notes and music and stuff like that but there's transcripts of this conversation between george lucas um is it the i can't remember the screenwriter's name i think it's lawrence I know he did. He did *Empire Strikes Back* and the Star Wars stuff with George Lucas. Lawrence Kasdan was he part of *Indiana Jones*? I think it might have been him.
0: Yeah, that I, sounds really familiar.
1: I could be mistaken on on that if he was the actual person in in this conversation. But George Lucas and Steven Spielberg definitely, and then like a, a, another scriptwriter because they were trying to you know flesh everything out and write the characters. But they had conversations about her being, I want to say like somewhere between like 13, 14 15 16 years old like you know like i think they initially said something about 16 and then they were like no she needs to be younger when they had the affair and all this stuff and it was a little creepy like uh i I can't remember exactly what age but it was right in that ballpark like under 16 but you know i want to say around 13 14 ish but i could be wrong on that and it was just like reading that it didn't like Obviously, it didn't ruin Indiana Jones. They didn't like go into detail of that in the movie, right? But it was it was just striking to me that in in the concept of this movie of this character, who's like a hero and all this stuff, like to like just throw that in there. Yeah, and it, it, was, it, was, it was it was odd. And the, I think the other odd thing about it was is I think, <laughs> I think it was George Lucas, you know that 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 was kind of like pushing it for her for the for her to be younger than than what even like Steven Spielberg and them were, were first saying. And you know, I just I, the whole thing was just odd and it was creepy. And I'm just <laughs> glad that it didn't go into the movie. Yeah. And yeah, I, I definitely separate it from from that character because it wasn't in there. But
0: Yeah. Well listen, and, th- yeah. there another kind of little known Indiana Jones fact is that um Harrison Ford was not the original cast for Indiana Jones. Who was? Um I I always get him mixed up. I believe it was Tom Selleck.
1: Oh, you're right. You, yeah, I've read that. That is Tom Selleck. You saying his name jog that that you're absolutely right.
0: Yeah, and and there are there are like archives you can go back and and look at like the the screen tests on on Raiders of Him Kind of trying to be Indiana Jones, and it's bad, man.
1: Really, I've never seen the screen tests.
0: Yeah, you could find them on YouTube and things. Um, but uh, yeah, they, I mean, they just they had to they had to switch it up, you know.
1: Huh. That's interesting. Oh, was it his Magnum PI schedule or something that kept him from from doing that? I mean, because no. he was quite the stud in the eighties, you know. Yeah, without a doubt.
0: But from my understanding, he he just couldn't he couldn't get the character that Spielberg wanted. Yeah. It it, it just wasn't working out. Um, th- again, from my understanding, but I'm kind of glad it didn't. I, I just, I can't imagine anyone other than Harrison Ford being Indiana Jones. No.
1: Even. Yeah. No one that's, he made that role. And to be honest, it's kind of the same with, uh, with Han Solo. And, uh, I think yeah. a lot of people, the solo movie came out this past year, 2018, or I think it was early 2018. Yeah. And um and I'll be honest, like I wasn't a that huge of a fan of Last Jedi. I found a lot of flaws that I was that like. A lot of people did, you know. But sure. that that point aside, supposedly there's like a backlash against uh solo. And a big part of that was that, you know, Harrison Ford embodies that character, no one else can do it. And this is going off on a tangent, and I don't mean to you know, derail it, but <laughs> I, I, I thought that kid that, that played him, I thought he did pretty well. I mean, Dude, to be he honest, like, it. I thought Solo was a good movie. I lo- Me too. loved it. Every movie has, has its flaws, but it was entertaining, and it was fun, and it had that sense of adventure that I think the old Star Wars movies kind of had. And I, I thought the kid, he looked a little different, he's a little shorter, but I thought he did a great job. You know, I, I agree. I don't think that he deserved all the hate that he was getting for that. I understand the apprehensiveness, but I don't think sure, like, me too. the hate about it was, was earned from his part. I thought he did good.
0: But here's the deal. He got the stamp of approval from Harrison Ford. Yeah. So in, in my mind, call me a fanboy, call me whatever you want. In my mind, you don't get to have an opinion after that. If Harrison Ford says that he's the guy, he's the guy. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean?
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Um, But anyway, yeah, so Indiana Jones was was huge for me as far as kind of like you said, the the sense of adventure and um, and kind of wanting to chase that sense of adventure, you know, as far as my my life
1: went. Um, So, you know, I might be be skewered for this, but I'm just going to throw it out there because we're talking about his embodiment in that role. There's two actors today that I think whether it's a combination they're not totally him. They're not totally Harrison Ford. But I think the combination of things that are playing to them. And the first one is, you know, I, I will say I if they were gonna remake Indiana Jones or make like a younger version, <laughs> I, I would have to say <laughs> you're already laughing man. <laughs> you're so hesitant to <laughs> say it. <laughs> it's like you have already started down this path. I don't want to get internet hanging, but I probably will but Honestly, like I've loved uh, Chris Pratt in the Jurassic Park movies, and I think yeah. there's his humor and like his uh, his kind of sarcasm and things yeah. like that. It, it, it kind of plays to that a little bit, and you know, the dude's you know he's packed on some muscle and he's gotten all hunky, and you know he's got kind of that that confident and and humor and, uh, yep. traits that, that that Harrison Ford had. I think if they were going to recast him in a younger movie, I think he would be. An interesting guy to see if he could pull it off yeah but going in the total opposite direction this guy's older than chris pratt uh he wasn't as in good shape but i i feel like he's gotten in good shape because he's in a in a upcoming movie that he's had to get in good shape for and we've all seen him anybody who's a fan of stranger things and this is going to sound way way out there but there were times in stranger things that david harbour the sheriff Yep. Whether it was his tone, his delivery of certain lines, certain sarcasm, the 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 gravity of things he would say, and the way he would pull that off, he had that same type of personality. I feel like in some of those moments that you would see Indiana say in Anna Jones saying a sarcastic line, or or you know having a, a defiant type of line, or yeah. or or just having this like you know go. Go get them! I'm gonna I'm gonna do this type of confidence that that Indiana Jones character had that Harrison Ford channeled, and yeah. I I do I think David Harbour and I think him I think if you could like mush those two together somehow, <laughs> if have some type of scientific cloned baby or something like yeah if, it, if you could pick those traits that they had I think I think those two guys they they definitely have shades of Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones and in, in, in their uh, characterizations of, of of the the characters they play.
0: I'm not totally on the train with you with uh, David Harbor. No. Um. Listen, I'm in the station, but and I'll tell you what 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 is going to be the tell for me that Uh might that might get me on the train with you. Um, the movie that he's getting in shape for, if I'm not mistaken, is Hellboy. Hellboy. Yeah. They're they're getting ready to do Hellboy, and he's a fantastic cast for that, right? Yeah. Um. Now. Hellboy as the character has a little bit more kind of sarcasm and, and has a little bit more of that that kind of side of it yeah, than his character in Stranger Things did. And if he pulls Hellboy off really well... I might just get on the train with you. I'm in the station. I'm just not quite ready to get on sure. the train with you on him. You know what I yeah. mean?
1: I know it's a little out there because he physically looks a lot different. Sure. But, but he does have that kind of that. There was an intimidation factor with Harrison Ford, you know, as, mm-hmm. as that role. Like, it didn't come off as, like, super scary is going to hurt you. But it came off as, like, you know, like a, a quiet... Sarcastic confidence type. I don't know how to describe it. And I felt, yeah. I feel like David Harbour carries that, you know, in sure. his roles. And uh, yeah, I mean, I know he's out there and he's older. He doesn't really look like him, but I think he carries that same kind of characteristic. And I, I really hope he does well in, in Hellboy. because yeah, I me I'd too. I'd love to see that movie and see how he does in that. I think that's an awesome casting choice.
0: Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree 100%. All
1: right. Well, we'll get back to like old movies and, and fun Let's stuff. Let's do it. Yeah, if anybody wants to continue that conversation, they can, they can do it on Facebook or Twitter or something. But, uh, but yeah, um, I'd say for me, and I know this is probably going to be cliche because everybody says it and it's like a big thing, but I was a huge Goonies fan. Oh, yeah. I, I still love Goonies. And uh, I've tried to get Tristan to watch it. He has watched it, but like when he was younger – like a lot younger, I was, I was like always trying to force him to watch it, you know. It's watch like, the movie. You're gonna shit. it. This. You have to watch it, you know. But uh, but but yeah, like I don't know. Maybe that's why why he hates everything I try to make him do now. <laughs> 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 nah, I'm just joking. No, he uh he like he likes it. He watched it. He was a little like tired of it halfway through when he was really young, and I get it, you know. But uh, but he's he's watched it. He's loved it, and you know. Just the whole pirate thing and the treasure and the independence that the kids had to go do something like that. As an yep. adult looking back, that was a huge part of it. I mean, when did you ever have that kind of independence as a kid? You know, I never did. You sure. might have. But but to just, like, you know, go with a group of friends, go way out, go on this treasure hunt, you know, be doing all this stuff in these underground caves. And, yeah. God, it was just awesome. I mean, when I always wanted to find a treasure map. Like, I remember watching that and just, like, Hoping and waiting, you know. Even a couple of years after the movie, that somehow there's going to be some crazy treasure map that that I I stumble across, you know, and yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah, this big adventure. But I would have to say that, and I loved for whatever reason, maybe, maybe I was just a sarcastic asshole as a kid. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, but I loved uh, Corey Feldman's character, Mouth. Like, oh yeah, he, he was my favorite man. I don't know if it's because he'd speak up. I don't know where that comes from, but I loved all of them. But Mouth in particular, I thought it was cool as shit, man. But, uh, but yeah, I would i definitely say Goonies.
0: Yeah, dude, I, without a doubt. Um, and, and you kind of, I mean, you said it to start out with, but I don't think it's cliche, man. I just think that is, that's is—that's just that good of a movie. Yeah, and that's why so we great. all say it.
1: It was so great. Everybody that's our age now loves it. Yeah, I mean, it was, without a doubt. I mean, it's just very dear in everybody's heart that, you know, yeah, but uh, I would say that. And then I also have another one that I used to watch again and and I still watch it is uh, The Princess Bride.
0: Oh, yes.
1: I loved that movie. I yeah. absolutely loved. I loved anything fantasy based. I yes. loved anything that had swordplay and 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 you know the kind of fantasy storylines and the giants and the yes. you know who were the people that like brought him back to life in the movie like just these people that lived in a weird tree lab in the woods and yeah uh, it was it just, Miracle Max uh, Miracle Max old Billy Crystal that's yeah. right and and Carol Kane she was his <laughs> wife but, uh, Mutton
0: lettuce and tomato sandwich when the mutton is nice and <laughs> firm I love that does that. Dude, that is one, that may be the most quoted movie in my household.
1: You think so? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's my wife's favorite movie.
1: Well, everybody quotes. I am an Eagle Montoya. You killed my father.
0: Prepare, Prepare to, die. to
1: die. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is the most famous movie line, I
0: think, ever. Oh, without a doubt. We do the, uh, we, we always do the, anybody want a peanut? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: I do that, too. I love that. Uh, andre the giant man he was so cool
0: yeah i um and and the one that i do sometimes uh I, in fact i doing a little tie-in here um i said it when we were we were working on chokes and jiu-jitsu class and uh dude everybody i mean the guy i was working with just kind of looked at me like i was an idiot but like you know i got him in a choke and he tapped and i said um and I said, sleep well and dream of large women. You know what I mean? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I'm like, never mind. He's like...
1: <laughs> That's funny. Uh, uh, you know what? One of the things that really attracted me to that movie was uh, after they climb up that like mountain that they sail to. And they, they have to climb up that rope. Yeah, And then uh, Wesley, you know, sword fights and ego. I think that's how you say his name, Inigo? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Um, after they they like sword fighting and that that whole that whole sword fight, I just thought even even like the gymnastics flip, was corny as that was, you know, watches it now, but it was yeah. just so cool. And the the cool thing about it is that. I was a huge Zoro fan. I used to watch the animated Zoro okay. uh, cartoon as a kid. I used to my mom used to buy me big pieces of poster board and I'd staple them together to make a giant canvas and I painted a giant I was like 5 and I painted like a giant picture of Zoro with a sword. I mean, I lo- I I'm not kidding. When I was I must've been like 4 years old, I would dress up in costumes of things that I liked and when my mom was going shopping, and I would go shopping with her in my costumes, <laughs> and I had a, I made a full on, <laughs> I made a full on Zorro costume. Which, like, <laughs> I did. I, I had like the the mask over my eyes. I had like, I, I think I had like a cowboy hat or something. I used as the hat. I had the cape, all black boots. The, I had a plastic sword. I'd paint the mustache. I would spot my mic. I'd paint the mustache on, with uh with with my mom's like eyeliner pen and we'd go shopping in the store, you know. <laughs> and I'd be out all day long doing <laughs> stuff like that. But but because Wesley, the you know, um Dred Roberts the pirate when he was when he was playing that character in Princess Bride. he looked so much like Zorro. And I that was one of the yeah. first scenes I saw in that movie. I tuned in, I zoned in on the sword fight and he's like, "Oh, he looks like Zorro." And then yeah. I started watching the movie and I was like, "Oh, this movie is awesome," you know, and uh Oh, yeah. I just I I fell in love with that. And it's just funny how it links to, to Zorro, you know. Yeah. But uh,
0: what what I love about that movie, let me tell you, like yeah. I love that it's so goofy and so fun and and you yeah. laugh and have a great time. But there's these like little nuggets of just such like intensely deep um, truths that, that come out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Uh, I will never I've, – I've held on to it for so many years. I'll never forget when Wesley um, looks at Princess Buttercup. Um and and says, Life is pain, Highness. Anyone who tells you otherwise is selling something. Bro, yeah. that is such a rich line.
1: Yeah. Um, it, and it, it just it,
0: it cuts to your soul, man. You know what I mean? In the middle of this movie that's just, you know, fun and adventurous, there's just little moments like that where you say, Wow, like that's that's real. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, I think back then i uh, I mean I could be wrong, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think back in the eighties, I think you could take more liberties and have something be very zany and and weird and out there, but also like have it be this other thing too where yeah. where I think you don't get that as much nowadays i th- I think it I think a lot of times and not in every instance, I know there's always you know particular Gems out there, but yeah, you know, I think nowadays the difference is that things tend to be so generalized because they try to appeal with all this market research and the experts say and yada yada yada. Where are my dollars going? And it's not that that wasn't there before; it was to, but to an extent, but it's so generic and watered down and trying to appeal to everybody that it's like, Oh no, these people aren't going to like that. You got to reel, reel it in from that side of the spectrum. And then, Oh, you got to reel it in from this side of the spectrum a little bit, you know, that way it's a little more centrist and everybody enjoys it, you know? And then, then you get, you you get a bigger, you know, return on our investment and we'll sell more tickets and yada, yada, yada. But I think in the eighties, all that wasn't, wasn't there. It wasn't in everybody's head. And I think, you know, in my opinion, I, I feel like directors and storytellers could take, you know, bigger yeah. risks, you yeah. know, and, and, and it paid off. I mean, look at the gyms yes. that we got. We've yeah. got Princess Bride. We've we got like things like Goonies. we got things like the never ending story. Yeah, we got absolutely. things um, like the Indiana Jones trilogy, you know, uh, Star Wars yeah. and like all these things. And, uh, and, and, yeah. and, Willow. Remember Willow? That's another like fantasy-based yeah. one that's out there that I loved. Yes. Matt Fodigan. Don't <laughs> hack the baby.
0: You know? Yeah. But uh L- listen, Never Ending Story remains one of the only movies that I've ever cried in. Really? Yeah. You're weak, the- Henry. Dude. <laughs> the uh the, the slow of despair. oh no, wait, that's Pilgrim's Progress. What was it called in the Never Ending Story where the horse where, where Artax gets caught? Um,
1: oh this it was like a swamp. It was a
0: uh, it wasn't swamp of sorrows, it was quick
1: I don't, uh, It was something like that. I, I yeah. can't remember that, moment, but yeah.
0: Dude, I that bro, when he's trying to get Artax out of the, the swamp and oh man, that just I'm thinking listen, I'm almost choked up right now thinking about
1: it, man. That was heart wrenching. Uh, yeah. I mean talk of I mean that really that maybe dealt with loss. And it yes. dealt with uh it dealt with mortality with nothingness creeping yeah. into into existence and taking I- identity uh, yeah and, identity
0: uh, identity in the face of of that mortality, right, like yeah. finding purpose in like in an otherwise like nihilistic universe almost like to go super deep with it, you know what I mean, yeah,
1: and being an underdog and and being able to like you know, faith yeah. and confidence in yourself and and faith and 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 something larger, too, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, absolutely. It was, it was a really deep movie, even though it was a children's movie. And, and yeah. you know, I've read some articles on it lately. Like, it gets a lot of hate. Like, oh, you know, uh, here's an never-ending story when, when you're young, and it's this amazing thing. And then it's like, and as an adult, and it's like, people are folding laundry and not paying attention to it. And...
0: You've lost your mind. I'll sit down and watch <laughs> it right now.
1: Yeah, I'd watch it. But let me fact, tell you. In fact, I watched it like six months ago. That was good. Did you? Yeah, I
0: think uh, I, I think I did it, it, about the same time frame actually. But mm-hmm. I, I think that speaks to something that you kind of touched on a second ago. I, I think, dude, I think that we as a society, and, and maybe I'll get hate mail for this. I think we've lost our ability, I, and maybe technology has stolen our ability to just enjoy a movie um f- with everything man you know what i mean we we're talking about like the sword fight from the princess bride or um or you know and and in the sword fight the pr- from the princess bride i know that when uh when wesley does that backflip and he lands on the ground you can see the pad
1: yeah you can that, see that the he lands on you can see the pad and you can see like the 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 where the bar is connected in the rock like it's pulling yes. back and forth, and yeah like you know but, but like, you're using your imagination. You're not yes. having to have something so structured. You're using your imagination and you're getting lost in it. You and know? you're
0: le- – yes, you're letting yourself kind of um, get lost in that – and like you said, in that – in your imagination. You're letting yourself be immersed in it. And I feel like as a society, we've lost our ability to do that. And I think that's sad, man.
1: Yeah. I mean I I could see where you're going with that. I don't know if I 100% agree with it. I mean – I think there's still lots of imagination out there, but but I'm I'm having trouble imagining you know what pieces he's examples.
0: <laughs> well, no, but, we do have we do have great examples nowadays, like the Harry Potter series, for example. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Um. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, we haven't totally lost it, but yeah. um, I don't know,
1: man. It's. Uh, I do think you're right. I think there's. I don't know quite how to word this, so it might just sound like a bunch of gobbledygook or whatever. But do you think that, like, with effects, like the standard of movie effects and things like that nowadays, that everything has to be so real and and so convincing yes. that that our brain just isn't, when it does see something that we have to use our imagination for, that it's not set up to to do so now. That it's just like because we're barraged with all these realistic-looking things that we're just like turned yeah. off. Like it's a switch? Like it's just a conditioning or training? Yeah, I
0: mean, I think that might be part of it, man, to be honest with you, you know? Um
1: cuz i mean like you say how you see the mat and stuff you wouldn't bat an eye back in the day but now you no. see it like oh and then you go Whoa. online and you post about it and then other people jump on and start posting about it and you're like oh yeah we saw the mat next thing you know there's like a, a whole whole twitter campaign and the and the the, the 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 director like gets fired because he the mat yeah. was shown or something you yeah. know what i
0: yeah, mean yeah it's out of control yeah, yeah i agree
1: and i mean that's taking it to extreme but i mean it's just there is, there's a lot of trolling and a lot of stuff online, and honestly, that's why I don't really like. I sometimes I'll hop into articles, like the comment section and stuff, and read the, read the comments yeah. and for for a few laughs. But I always feel sad when I do because it's just so much bickering and so much yeah. negativity. You know?
0: Yeah, so, dude, I don't, I don't even fuss with that stuff to be honest with you. But let me tell you, dude, before yeah. we get off too crazy, let me throw another movie out there. Yeah. To you that that I think people sleep on a little bit, sure. uh, and this was big in my childhood, man.
1: Um, Hook. Oh yeah, I loved Hook. I loved Robin Williams anyway, but yeah, of course. Rest dude. in peace, man. That guy. I was sad when that happened, but that All let's right, talk about dude. Hook. Because Hook is happy. <laughs> yes, dude.
0: Hook was again another one of those movies where it's fun and it's great, but there's also these like great, you know, lessons and and. You know, things that you could take into real life. And man, I don't know, dude. I just loved that movie when I was a kid. Yeah. Dustin well, Hoffman was fantastic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was. I love that movie too. I remember going to the theater and watching that. And I had, again, the toys and action figures and, and all that stuff. And what's cool about that, is just, as an adult, is it's such a metaphor for just recapturing your youth. You know, right. and yeah, and that that fine. I mean, that's what Peter Pan kind of was anyway. Like it's yeah. a story uh, metaphor for that, but it was it was just so I think brilliantly illustrated in that movie. They did such a great job with it and showing the the stark contrast of responsible adult versus carefree children and what what that transformation entails as you grow up and, yeah. and how to how you can so easily lose your spirit in that. You know.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's really crazy. You know, I I heard. Um, you know, love him or hate him, it's it's a different. That's a different podcast. But uh, I I heard a Jordan Peterson who's kind of gotten big in in the media recently.
1: <laughs> I have no um, idea who that is. Who's Jordan Peterson?
0: Um, he's a he's a clinical psychologist from uh Canada, and, and he's gotten big and because he opposed some legislation that had to do with gender pronouns and stuff but again I, that's really for another yeah, uh, yeah. for another podcast but he i I watched I watched a, a lecture that he gave and he talked about the story of Peter Pan and there were some things that like it never even dawned on me what I was watching uh and it kind of blew my mind and the one that really got me was the alligator yeah and the alligator having you know it, Captain hook is so afraid of this alligator. It's got like the clock in it. So he hears the clock constantly going and the alligator kind of symbolizing this idea of mortality of, of death or or chaos, if you will. And it's already got a part of him and it's constantly coming and he knows it's there and he knows it's going to get him. And in hook, even though he killed the croc. So he thought, he thought maybe he had escaped it and hook it eventually still gets him because it gets us all. You know what I mean? Um, and it's really, um, it was. Re- I was like, "Wow, man, so crazy!" Uh, but let me tell you something, dude. To go a totally different way with it, and I hope I'm not jumping too much. Um, yeah, you talked about the toys.
1: Yeah, but for Hook. Yes, the, to- the toys. To
0: this hook. day, the toy sword that was the the Peter Pan sword with like the coconut hilt.
1: Yeah. To
0: this day, that was my favorite toy sword.
1: do do you have one like put away somewhere
0: no dude i wish Uh listen i swear to god man i got one when i was a kid and it was so cool because it wasn't electronic it had like some sort of bell in it and so when you would swing it by yourself it would sound like you were sword fighting somebody
1: Huh? that's cool it it
0: was so awesome right well years after the movie came out i was probably a teenager like kb toys was going out of business or something and they had brought all these toys from, from the back from warehouses and they had stacks of the toy uh, of the, of the sword. And I bought like two of them. Uh, they were like for a dollar a piece, dude. I like, I shit you not. Yeah, dude. I I bought like two of them and I was still young at the time, you know? And, uh, I fully had the intention. I was going to play with one, and I was going to keep one in the box.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And I broke both of them. Uh, um, oh,
1: well. At least you enjoyed them.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah.
1: yeah. I loved That's sad. Like in KB and I was, I was sad when Toys R Us closed down. Recently. Yeah,
0: sure. Yeah.
1: Like that I, was such a huge part of my childhood. Cause I was really yes. into toy collecting. Like I was 10 years old. My mom would drive me an hour to go down to Orlando. Yeah. Um, And we would go down to this place. It was called Sci Fi World. It was off iDrive. And it was like, I mean, nowadays you can hop on eBay and get whatever the fuck you want. But back in the day, you had to hunt for it, whether it was toys. Like, that was part of the fun of it all, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, There wasn't these online market systems so there was this cool collector shop called sci-fi world and they had all types of start they had a whole back end of their store was just uh star wars toys and old gi joe's which i love both of those Mm -hmm. and i mean i save up my allowance i spent 60 bucks on a luke skywalker figure like a (laughs) super super mint like one of the you know high end ones and uh I'd, i'd go in there at 10 years old and be having like these long conversations with the Clerks behind the counter about all the variants and production numbers, and like I studied that stuff like crazy. I loved it. I was just so into it. Sure. And uh, and I mean that would be one another movie because of that because I spent so much money. I mentioned the Luke Skywalker's figure, but I got big in collecting Star Wars toys when I was younger. oh yeah. And the Star Wars as a trilogy, like the, yes. the original trilogy. Oh, that was just incredible. Like oh, the it yes. had the mysticism it had like the, the, the rom- romance not necessarily like a like a boy meets girl romance but just the the romance of the of the, the storyline of it all what right. you know whether it was the you know the the dark side enticing somebody romancing them to come to them or the desires you know and yeah. the spiritualism that was underlying throughout it i just oh god i fell in love with that and then yeah. laser swords come on you know yeah
0: Fucking lightsabers? Yeah, dude. First of all, yeah. you had me at lightsabers. Everything else could have sucked, but lightsabers, bro. I know,
1: man. Darth Vader, Boba Fett, yeah. and all these awesome S- characters.
0: So good, man. We were never going to get out of this podcast without bringing up the original Star Wars trilogy.
1: No, I mean, that's still. I mean, look at what those movies have created that the, the, the empire, the entire empire that exists today. That's ironic, right? The empire, Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the empire of, of, of star Wars that exists today because of that, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And yeah, it's, it's really cool though. I mean, Tristan's really in the star Wars now.
0: Sure. Yeah. My son and is as well.
1: You know what I did for him last Christmas? It's, this is awesome. Uh, I've, i the, the force effects, the Luke Skywalker, um, from return to the Jedi, the green one. Yeah. Um, that lightsaber and his favorite color is green so it was perfect and then the darth vader force effects lightsaber the the red one you know nice uh i found them like they're expensive and i usually don't spend the money on that stuff but i found them on on clearance somewhere and i got them pretty much like the two for one so i splurged and i got the money and i had them wrapped up and i had them like for him for christmas and so like i I gave the one to myself for christmas and like the father one of course and then for my son obviously he got the luke skywalker one but I, I don't know it was just like in my head it was this amazing thing because it was the father and the son just yeah. like in the movies you know and we each had our lightsaber and he still i mean we still have him he has it in his room i have i have it in here if i'm recording the podcast and yeah it's, it's i just this i don't know do we chase those things do we chase toys and 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 the nostalgia are we trying to recapture our youth or do we just really enjoy them that's cool. something that i kind of struggle with you know like yeah I want to buy so many of these, like all these replica sabers. Now I bought a few on eBay, like ultra sabers and all that stuff. Yeah, because it's fun. They're fun, but it's like after it wears off, you know, for the first I don't know a few months or whatever, <laughs> however long it is, and they sit there. Like I'll look at it and I'm like, this is cool and I like it, but that I spend this amount of money on it because I'm trying to recapture my youth or because I really needed this metal piece of metal with a light in it. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I think honestly, man, so, um, again, we're both two guys that have never felt the need to take ourselves too seriously. And I think that because of that, we're both guys that, um, are, are okay. Kind of embracing our childlike side. And, and I think that there's a time and place for that, especially if you have kids, man, especially if you have kids on top of that, right? Like, we we've still kind of retained some some of that like childlike wonder, if you will, uh, that that imagination. Like you and I have not lost that. It's why you're so good at graphic design, in my opinion. Um, oh, b- Because you know, like you have that imagination. But now we have kids, and on top of having kids. Toys that literally we dreamed of as kids are coming out, right? Like,
1: that's the absolute truth.
0: You can get your own damn droid, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you can program it to do stuff. This is shit that we dreamed about as kids.
1: Yeah. The coolest toys that we had when we were kids were these like five or six inch He Man figures that their arms and legs didn't even bend. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely, man. So, listen, I. Don't feel bad at all for buying lightsabers and fighting with my son. Uh, you know what I mean. Uh, those are things that I I dreamed about doing as as a kid. And so yeah, dude. I, whether it's chasing it or whether you know, we're just good parents, man. Label it however you want, but <laughs> I think it. I think it's awesome.
1: Yeah, I think you're right, man. I mean. I don't, I don't like, this isn't like a a crux of, of, of myself. I don't sit in my room in solitude and try to figure this out, but just talking about it, you know, it's like, uh, it's the adult in me that's like, Oh, you got, you know, this bill and that bill now, and you could have used this money to to pay the light bill. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever,
0: dude. The lights look better with, they look better with the lights off anyway, man. Yeah. Hey,
1: you need a light? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who needs who needs uh, a fucking light bulb when you got a yeah. lightsaber
0: all right so listen before we run out of time i think there's another side of childhood movies that we have to talk about quickly
1: yeah go ahead we got all the, we can make this as long as we want you know why it's our fucking podcast Nobody, hey. nobody's gonna tell us what to do <laughs> We could we can run over an hour. We can yeah, run an hour and a half to if you want. Just go yeah, for it. Okay. So
0: here's the thing. And listen, my mother may listen to this podcast, so I'm really throwing some siblings under the bus here. <laughs> um
1: All right. Sorry for all but, the testing and stuff, but
0: oh well. <laughs> um so there were a few movies that were there was one movie in particular that was just not allowed in the house. Like it could not actually there was two that just could not be brought into the house. Can they I were,
1: guess what they were? Yes. Let's see. Uh would that one of them be maybe Exorcist?
0: Yep. Hit one perfect.
1: All right. And let's see. I'm I'm thinking the other one isn't horror. I'm thinking it's more of a fantasy like kind of wizardy type of thing. Am, am I on the right track or no?
0: No, actually. No. All right,
1: that, that's shit. I'm not gonna get it. Go for it.
0: Poltergeist.
1: Oh, so they were both horror movies. They okay. were
0: both horror movies. Yeah. Um, and, and you have to understand at the time, um, you know, it was the the, the Christian thought process that you know, it, if you you know, if you watch these movies, you know, if you played Dungeons and Dragons, if you did all this stuff, like you were gonna get demon possessed, man. You know what I mean? So, you know, and, and my mother being a, a, a devout Christian woman, like she clearly doesn't want her children to get demon possessed. But
1: <laughs> Little did she know. <laughs> little did she know that I
0: had older siblings and um and I remember the first horror movie that I can remember watching was actually nightmare on Elm street. Yeah. Um, and I, it, it, listen, it, it, it kind of freaked me out a little bit, but even, even as a kid, I I had this kind of thought in the back of my mind. Um, and so Freddy Krueger never really scared me as much as some of the other things did like, because the, I, I always had it in the back of my mind. Like, but like you're going to come into my dream. Yeah. Like that's where you're going to attack me. Good luck, bud. You know what I mean? Cause that's yeah. my dream. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but with stuff like the exorcist, which again, like my brother rented and, and and we watched, um, I, you can't fight that. Dude. You know what I mean? Like if whatever's happening in that movie, you can't put your hands on it. You can't fight it. You know what I mean? Um, Man, that freaked me out, dude.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that movie freaked a lot of people out. That was like, that movie was kind of ahead of its time, I think. Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, I can't remember what my first horror movie was. I remember one of the first movies that terrified me as a kid. And uh, you want to hear it? I'll get into horror movies, but this wasn't a horror movie. It was uh, a watership down. (laughs) Do you remember that?
0: Okay. What what terrified you about it?
1: The whole the death and black rabbit and all that stuff.
0: Okay. It was
1: it was it was it was the uh, it it was the illusion to death and just dying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like that terrified me. Like I remember as a kid, one of the first times I realized like I was gonna die and my parents were gonna die, and you know you first start realizing that when you're super young. Yeah. And and that movie, I don't know if it was around the same time as I saw that movie. It might have been. That might have been like when I started realizing it. And that might be why I lump it all together with that. But but yeah, I mean great movie. I love that movie. It's that movie is classic. But uh it terrified me. I thought it was so scary. Like yeah. not in the sense of like jump scares, but just the fact of watching it and realizing that one day I'm gonna die, you know? Yeah. Because I think, it's been a while since I watched it, but, like, I think at the end, like, it shows him that he lived his life, and then the black rabbit came for him, and then he went off. And even though it was, like, kind of a happy ending, as an adult watching it, that he went on into this into this beyond or whatever, but as a kid, just thinking, no, you know, this, this you want to live forever. Yeah. And yeah, like, it, it sounds really stupid, and thank you for laughing at me. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> But yeah, I was always I was always terrified of that concept of death. Like sure. death in reality. Not like death in horror movies and and death right. in like all the scary stuff I liked, but just real honest to god death, you know. Yeah.
0: Well, is. I mean that's that's a scary thing for sure.
1: Yeah. But as far as horror movies, let's get, you know, I'm like bringing it down, we're having fun. <laughs> but
0: uh <laughs> way to depress everyone, Gabe.
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, as far as, as, far as like, uh, horror movies, I, I remember, I think my first encounter with A Nightmare on Elm Street, I was really young, and I may, maybe was 10. I mean, I, this was, I don't know, probably one of the sequels was out. But do you remember hearing about Terror on Church Street? It was a haunted house down in Orlando, in downtown Orlando. The oh, Church Street okay. Station. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the only thing like that. For the, long, for the longest time like sure nowadays you have halloween horror nights and almost, yeah you didn't have any of that back no, then. Uh-uh. but this was like a true terror attraction and I, I went through it like once i don't even remember it because you know my eyes were hidden you know <laughs> in my mom's arm the whole time you know my parents wanted to go, to go through it but there yeah. was like a group of teenagers and at the time i was young you know i thought they looked so old you know like oh these are like adults you know but Nowadays, you look at them and they look so young, but that's a different, different, you know, concept for another conversation. Oh, but yeah. anyway, um, but they were just going on about like how scary Nightmare on Elm Street was. And they were, I remember they were telling me about it and, you know, alluding to the things that were in tear on Church Street. And, like, I think they had a Freddy in there or something. And, and, uh, but yeah, like that was that was my first memory of Nightmare on Elm Street. I think was them, and I think that was before I ever watched the movies. Same with Hellraiser. You know, I, th- I think there was Hellraiser references in Terror on Church Street, Haunted House that I that we went through. But sure. Uh, but I can't remember what my first horror movie was. To be honest, I remember in episode one uh, of the podcast, I was talking about like you know being in the back of the truck going through Casadega and and telling scary things. And, and I remember a conversation about, uh, the Texas chainsaw massacre. I hadn't watched the movie, but uh, my parents and my older brother and, and stuff, they were chatting about it and sure. being scary about it, that it was a real thing that it really happened. Cause that's how they prefaced the movie. You know? Yeah. And, uh, that it was in the, the annals of American history and, you know, that this happened in Texas and blah, 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 blah. Um, but I just remember being so creeped out by something like that being real in the con again, like like not fantasy but real. Just like a yeah. water film, not fantasy but real. Is is that basis in reality that got me. And man, I was so like I was like flattening myself out like as as, as flat as I could in the, in the back of the truck on the, on the truck bed as they were driving <laughs> through Casadega, telling us spooky things, scaring us. And I was just, it terrified me. And yeah. that's the thing. If I, if, if something wasn't in my sight line, then it couldn't see me. So I'm like as flat as I could be in the truck back there, listening to all these things being told. And oh yeah, ah, gosh, those oh, were the days.
0: <laughs> those were the days. Um, yeah. and here's the deal. Now I'm going to change. I'm going to change gears from horror movies. I'm yeah. gonna throw a movie out. It's it's a curveball, um, and don't judge me too harshly at first, okay? Yeah. Dirty Dancing.
1: You never <laughs> close your eyes anymore. Is it that song from that movie? I, um, no, am i wrong i think you're thinking of i've had the time oh, I am. of my life i am i'm wrong all right i just made a fool of myself <laughs> <laughs> um
0: listen my one of my sisters loved that movie and played it on repeat and i pretended at the time that i hated this movie um because you know it I, you know, it was what what you had to do as a young boy. You had to pretend that you hated this movie. But really, you know, it had pretty girls in it. But more than that, um, who, they, you know, pretty girls that were, you know, dancing suggestively, you know, So to a, a, a young boy. That was, you know, I pretended that I hated it, but that was uh, attractive to me. But more than that was Patrick fucking Swayze. <laughs> and here's the thing, dude. Patrick Swayze was the first time I can remember. um, And listen, people are going to psychoanalyze the shit out of this and start asking me if I'm, you know, living a sham life and if I'm really gay. Um, (laughs) Patrick Swayze though, in that movie was the first time that my notion of masculinity had been challenged. Yeah. Um, And I was young, man. And it was, it was kind of, it was confusing because here was this guy who, and in Dirty Dancing, and even in his other movies, because, you know, Roadhouse, he, he was just this very manly dude, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then he's, like, he's like dancing and moving his hips like that, you know what I mean? And I'm looking at him going, like, wait a second, man. Like, how can both of those things be true, you know? Um, yeah. And And that was the first time that, like I said, my idea of masculinity kind of changed. Um, yeah. And, and that led me, honestly, as I got older, that led me to look at guys like, um, like Gene Kelly and, you know, your, uh, your Frank Sinatras and stuff, these guys who would dance and sing and, um, uh, and, and they did it with, with grace and manliness and, and that was just that was something that i would kind of hold on to and and as you know man i i would end up kind of getting into theater and things like that and um you know i have no problems embracing that that side and i think part of that comes from honestly that really early picture of patrick swayze just challenging in my mind what i thought masculinity was it it didn't have to be football or Hulk Hogan, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it could be those things and more, you know? And um, and I think that was actually more important to me, like, on, like, a, a subconscious level than I might even now be willing to admit. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? I bet there's other people out there that feel the same exact way, so. Sure, uh, Yeah. Uh, if it makes you feel any better, since you threw that out there and, you know, you were vulnerable with that, I'll, I'll throw this out there. I fucking loved Care Bears for the longest time. <laughs> I did. Oh, my God. I loved Care Bears. I loved uh, they had the Care Bear Cousins and Swift Heart Rabbit was my favorite out of the Care Bear Cousins. But, Would you
0: uh... hide your Care Bear collection when I'd come over, Gabe?
1: Well, see that was when I was really young. <laughs> 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 so I didn't have anything to hide anymore. Yeah. You know? uh, but uh but I did. I had I had uh the stuffed animal. I had the strip the tart rabbit stuffed animal and the, the main care bear guy. I had him. I can't remember his name. He was the main generic, you know, yeah. archetype of heroes, you know, that I wasn't that interested in. But but yeah. So don't don't feel bad, man. At least you didn't love fake furry creatures that shot goodness out of their bellies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no. First of all, Care Bears are awesome. And here's the thing, honestly, man. I don't I don't feel bad at all for loving Patrick Swayze. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you can if you can be that manly and like dance like that at the same time, you do you, boo boo. You know what I'm saying?
1: You know, would be awesome. What's that? If we had a time machine and go back in time and we made a Care Bear movie starring Patrick Swayze. (laughs) How great would that be? (laughs) Oh,
0: man. Oh, man. I feel like that is some sort of different sort of psychedelic trip.
1: We can dream, right? (laughs) Uh, right. Should we end this on that? yeah man
0: we can do that and um and and just for you guys listening so you know kind of what to look forward to uh i i think in our our next episode we're going to kind of do a meet the family thing and we're going to talk a little bit more about who we are and and you know maybe get to talk to our kids a little bit so we might not
1: be saying the fuck word as much but um, yeah what's funny tristan is like so into me doing this podcast and uh, so is he loves it. it. And he, he told me tonight that, you know, because he was talking about how he wants to do a podcast with your son, with Aiden. Yeah. And I said, yeah, you can, you know, record your conversations and do stuff. And he keeps wanting to come in on here. And I keep telling him, you know, yeah, we'll have you like do a guest spot and we'll bring you in and you can, you can talk a little bit. So he'd love that. But tonight he told me that because we were talking about the podcast and how much he loves it and why he loves it. And he, and he looks at me. We're at dinner at Ruby Tuesdays. And he goes... I think it's because it makes me look up to you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really sweet, funny moment. But, uh, uh, it's the little things, man. Little things, man. I love that kid. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, look forward to that uh, next episode. And uh, yeah, you man. know, this, this has been a fun discussion. I hope people identify with it. And, and you know, if you want to throw out what, what movies impacted you, you know, feel free to log on to our Facebook or Twitter. Uh, you can go to our website, which is strangersinthealps.podbean.com. Yeah. Uh, you can find that on Facebook. You know, it's linked. You can find it on our Twitter. It's linked. Any way you want to get a hold of us, you can. Throw out any of your comments. Yeah. Uh, throw us any of your questions. Throw us any topics that you guys, you know, would like like us to discuss and uh yeah let's hear what, what movies and, and things that uh interested you and if you disagreed or agreed with any of our picks but uh until next time and this is what happens when you find a stranger in the alps You, you.
0: one two three four mm-hmm.